everybody listening to the Just Joe Podcast, episode one. Welcome. This episode, I'm going to be talking about one crazy night in L.A. when I'm back in the brand new sin days. I got my roadie that was with me, Brian Badger, on this episode to talk about that crazy night. Also, you're going to get my album pick of the week and my discussion of the week. So here we go. Today's podcast is brought to you by Average Joe's Beer Nasium. Located in 2119 Downer Street Road in Ballinsville, just right off the exit in Ballinsville. They're the home for local, regional, national music, both cover, tribute, and original music. I will be playing there on rotation coming up in the new year. Check it out, Average Joe's Beer Nasium. This podcast is also brought to you by Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge. You guys like cigars? You girls like cigars? You can go there, you can buy them, you can hang out. There's a great, cool little lounge located in Burton, New York at 5501 Bartell Road. Go check them out on Facebook and also at tismartcigars.com. Check it out, Tismart Cigar Shop. What was your first? You were just a roadie. I mean, we didn't have an official. dog. I would think I was, is, was officially is, there to help right. Kevin, but. Brian Badger is here because Brian had an equally crazy night that night. I think all of us could write a book on what happened from the minute we loaded in. To, do you remember the name of the theater? I couldn't remember the name of the theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was across, it's Kitty Corner across, Brian Badger with me, uh, Kitty Corner across from the Capitol Records building. And I can't remember the exact yeah, name of the theater. It's escaping me. I'll find it. I'll end up posting it in the description of this video. But I remember the day starting like this. You couldn't, you were driving in, okay? And you walked up and you're like, how do I get back down there? And the dude's like... You go up there, you flip a bitch, and, <laughs> and all that, and you're like, "Did you just say flip a bitch?" I remember, I remember laying in the back of the van just laughing. But that is how, in my mind, how the day started. You know, so we end up loading in. The gig got, I mean, the gig was great. What was? Yeah, F- Fred Durst was there that night. Yeah, the guys from uh, Down, uh, Phil Anselmo, yeah. Danzig was Danzig there. Danzig was there. All those cats were there. The show was secondary to what really happened was when we left and went to. The rainbow. The rainbow, right. 420. Yeah. And I didn't even, I didn't, I don't even think I remember it being 420 until I had photos from my digital camera developed <laughs> and it had the date stamp in the bottom yeah. corner. We will, re- we will have a picture of you and Be Real up for the description. As yeah. Video. It's going to be up. Yeah. Uh, I remember, and Be Real's big ass joint that he was rolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, Let's just say, I mean, I was green. Yeah. You know, compared to where I'm at now and the things I've done and the experience I've had, I was super green. You know, I was just, out on the road, experience, you know, drink some beers, you know, like hey, you what took I a leave of absence from work right. and we're like, I was dude, still we'll getting give you, paid. We're like, we'll give you a per diem and right. you can we'll get you drunk every day, but you're no you're coming on the road. Per but diem. It, yeah, it was basically it. But <laughs> I mean, I tell my story of what happened when we got to the rainbow. What's your recollection of what it was like to walk into the rainbow? That was the first time you're probably ever at the rainbow. This right? was my first time in LA period. Right. It was my first time in well, we had a San Francisco show. Right. So, I mean, first time in California yeah, but ever, that dude, you know, but L.A. L.A. Hollywood. Right. It's right. completely, it's a different planet, man. Right. It's a different planet. I remember walking in and there's an outdoor patio. Yeah. Mind you, I, I had some drinks that night. I think everybody, everybody knows did. the story knows that. There's an outdoor patio with tables and chairs 
And I just remember walking through maybe a turnstile or a little swinging gate yeah. to get out of, into the patio. First thing I see is Be Real yeah. sitting there at a table. He's always there. Just rolling always the biggest there. joint I've ever seen in my fucking life. I mean, <laughs> do, do, I don't know if anyone remembers the old Cheech and Chong vinyl album. Yeah, well, that the, had the, the, the rolling sleeve paper. had the rolling. You could right. take the thing that held the record and turn it into a joint. Right. It was literally yeah. that big. And I just remember him rolling this joint. I, was, I think I said to Chuck, I'm like, holy fuck, Be Real's over there from <laughs> Cypress Hill. You know, I leaned right in. You know, green me, never being around these people before. Just go right up in his business. Say, hey, man, can I get a picture with you? As he's rolling a joint. But that, that's the beauty of the rainbow. Anyone who's ever been to the rainbow on the Sunset Strip, legendary club, eatery, everything. It, I just say it's like a dive bar in the middle of the strip. Everybody's hanging out there, and you get to rub elbows with celebrities. Right. And everyone's on the level. No one's there being pretentious or trying to have like bodyguards around. Yeah, they might have yeah. an entourage or something like that, but they're only the people they're hanging out yeah, with. Yeah, I didn't so catch you can, any of that. You can approach Be Real like you did, and then, of course, Lemmy's over in the freaking corner playing touchscreen. Yeah. You know? I don't think I'd do that now. You know really? what I mean? I kinda, well, I'd kind of just, you know, let people be, you know, it's, I was starstruck a little bit, man. Yeah, First well, time, for, you know, yeah. for a lot of things for me, but, you know, nowadays, you know, I'm a, I mean, I just... Hanging with well, Ice Cube. I think now, I think, well, I think now we understand what people want with their space. Right. You know, you understand, like, you know, hey, you know, these people are constantly bombarded. Today's their day to, like, you know, this is their space, this is their house for the day. Right. But Rainbow's a little different. Like, they're, they're there to, they're there to drink to and be eat. seen and yeah, and- they're be seen. So, like, it's a little bit different on that level because I, like I said in the story, like. B-Real was there, and of course, I went up and, you know, saw Lemmy, and at that point, we had already toured with them guys twice, you know, so let's go up and say hi to Lem, you know, buy him a drink, and then, you know, move on. But, like, my like that night, I mean, I had mushrooms in me, cocaine, Jack and Cokes, because anybody who knows to go to the Rainbow, order mixed drinks and order doubles, because they're the strongest drinks on the planet. Don't yeah. drink just beer, you know? I was, I was getting into, I mean, we were still on the Jaeger kick from all those oh. Jaeger shows that we did, all those yeah. bottles that the... The Jaeger rep was thrown in the van every night, but it was mainly for me, maybe Jaeger and Southern Comfort. I Is think that what I was your drink drinking. Was? And beer. I don't even remember what beer, but I just remember being completely not myself <laughs> and out of it, you know? And uh, it was Johnny Kelly was there, Danzig was yeah. there, you know, all the type O guys were yeah. there. And it's all kind of a blur. The, the main thing is is when we left and got in the van and I was just I, at that point I, I didn't had, even know you you peed your pants that night was that the night you peed yeah, your pants and, and I the, didn't the even only know person that. the only person who knew that peed my pants was Chuck because I once I had walked out of that upstairs bathroom I walked out of there that was where I was doing even more cocaine and I walked downstairs and I had those my uh, camel shorts on, and I went up to Chuck. I'm like, dude, I think I pissed, I pissed my pants. You know, was anyone to know? And Chuck's like looking at me, he's like, nah. So I just went with it. But I got into the van when we finally left. I ended up passing out. My lady friend and I passed out in the back, and I barely remember the part that I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you tell the next part, right? You know, I remember pulling over because I remember hearing that you're like, oh, I think Badger's gonna puke. I think we gotta pull over. Yeah, gotta I think over. I tried to get. I th- who was driving? Chucky Love? Probably Chucky. Chucky, yeah. I needed to get out of that van quick. <laughs> and there was a couple, I I think there was a couple times where Chucky tried to pull over and he couldn't pull over because we had a trailer attached. There wasn't enough room. Well, it's or it was it's no- not like we're in Syracuse or right. like we're outside of Syracuse and you just pull over. We're in Hollywood. There's no right. like, okay, well, here's a little, there's right. a tree. There's no trees. There's right. no- so we end up, I don't even know the distance between the rainbow and like 
Hollywood Boulevard because that's on Sunset, right? So Hollywood yeah, Boulevard we were on, is where Sunset. Rainbow's on Sunset, right? Yeah, and the Walk of Fame's on Hollywood Boulevard. Right, so I don't even know the distance, but finally pull over and I get out and Chuck gets out with me because he's an instigator, right? Of Fucking course. Chuck. So I had to puke, man. There was no way around it and uh, it was coming and I had to find a place. I tried to tuck into a corner. I, I started to, to bend over on the on the sidewalk and apparently we were on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right. I didn't know at the time and Chuck was like, no, 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 no. Don't puke here. Wait, hold it, hold it. Come over I here. I gotta he, find that video. And I have it somewhere. You have it somewhere, yeah. yeah. I know it was up on YouTube yeah, for a you while. Yeah, you asked me to take it down. Well, mainly because, you know, I started to have kids and like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. I don't Well, I don't they're want gonna that see to it. They're there. definitely gonna hear about it now, right, or at least right. in the future, because we're talking about it, but. So, but, uh, Chuck's, I just remember Chuck saying, puke here, yeah, puke on Tim Allen. Fuck Tim Allen. He's an alcoholic anyways. Puke on that motherfucker. <laughs> so I let it go. I didn't even realize what I was doing, but you know. I don't but think I you had. Go. I think you had thrown up prior to that because there were. It was like a very vile. It was very vile. Yeah, and like, I think I was maybe sticking my finger down my throat were. still because because I was trying to get everything oh, out that God, I could. I have to find that to put this up in conjunction with this um, podcast. Yeah, man, and uh, that was just uh, so end for me. So this is the next part that I remember. I remember waking up in the van the next day, just dehydrated and hungry. And I think he walked out. We were staying at Matt Beckerman's. That he was the guy that owned our first record label, and I believe at that time Matt was kind of managing the band. We stayed at his house, and you came out, and we went to In and Out Burger. Man, that was the first time I took you to In and Out Burger. Was was that when he he lived up on the hill, right? Mm-hmm. Was he in the hills up yeah. there. That was the the same. Yeah, because I remember waiting in the van. That was give me something to write on. Yeah, I had to go. I took my I took my lady Fred home. I came back, and you were walking out. You're like, I'm hungry. I'm like, dude, let's go to In and Out Burger. I think maybe you, me you and Chuck went down to In and Out Burger. That was our first experience at the In and Out. Well, your first right, experience yeah. At In and Out Burger, man. And now it's mandatory. Every now time, it's mandatory. You know, when I'm on the road. And also, the funny thing is, we get back in the get back into the the van to leave In and Out Burger, and I'm like trying to find something to write something down. I'm like, give me something to write on, man. <laughs> That's our thing, man. Everybody remembers <laughs> right. from the from the Van Halen song "Hot for Teacher," and it's like our Joe, little thing. Joe was but. just fooling around. He said, "Give me something to write on, man." He was, you know, you saying were, it in Van Halen. But you, the, so, the in, song was on, right? And I'm like, "Give me something to write on, man!" And you start searching for, like, around for a piece of paper. Like, hey, man, I'm trying to find a sharpie. I'm like, "No, it's in the fucking song, man." Yeah. But yeah, it would. That was that was a crazy night. I think all of us should come in and retell that story of because each of us individually had our own right experience that night. Right. Mine being like it the, was like. One of the craziest. It was all one big night, but at the same time, it was like everybody was living this different little movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, everybody had their their pocket. Everybody had their thing. By that point, you jumped along. When we got to L.A., we all had our own, like, what we wanted to do when we're in L.A. Or this is what we're going to do when we get to the rainbow. Or this is, you know, we're going to see so-and-so. We're going to hang out with so-and-so because your guest list is big and the record label is out and the managers are out and everybody from the business is out. So you end up with all these different people, you know? My so. goal was to just drink as much as I could and party in L.A., you know, because back then I didn't know if I'd ever come back. Like, I'm like, when am I ever going to live in Syracuse? When am I ever going to come back to L.A.? Now look at party you. Out now there. look at you. Right. Now it's... Now how, I can walk when was around it, how, When was it? You left The Tonight Show? Well, th- yeah, that's that's You were just on tour this, with... All right. Uh, tell us how this all comes so back around. How this whole thing comes full circle, uh, it, makes me, it makes me think about... My journey, I guess you yeah. could say, or you know, because back then it's, it's this business, the touring and the in the you know the stage crew and the road crew, the whole thing is all I've ever wanted to do. You know, when I was out with with Brand New Sin, you know, we're driving down the highway and I'm like, this, okay, this is it. 
like this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, you know. And then uh, you, we came home, and you left the band shortly after. wasn't too long after, and it was kind of, you know, I haven't really told many people, but it was big blow to me, you know, because you know, of course, I had all these visions in my head of like brand new sin, like being huge and like right. I'm gonna be their forever crew guy, and uh, you know what I mean, blah blah blah, and it was like. You know, fingers snapped, and that whole dream was all over. Yeah, and you're you know? like, well, that was it. Um, Guess I go back to my job. But I just kept grinding, man, and, and you know, I just kept my head down. And thankfully, I was, I was, uh, I was brought into the the group with with Stacy and Chucky Love, and yeah. we had other things to do to keep us busy after that. Of course, I had a couple, you know, real jobs which I didn't want, but um, just kept my mouth mouth shut and my head down, man, and He's just kept worked. working. So, so last year, you get a, a job with. So I got a phone call. To get out on the road with this dude, Ben Platt. Country artist, right? No, no, no. He's a pop guy. He's pop actually guy. big. He's real big in the uh, theater and Broadway. He did Dear Evan Hansen. He was in uh, Pitch Perfect, the movie. Um, That's right. I remember you telling me. 25 this. years old. Dude's got a Grammy, an Emmy, and a Tony yeah. already. You know, like, the dude's crushing it. And, and, you know, but... I'd never heard of him before because that's not my genre of music that I listen to or pay attention right. to. So I don't know who this guy is. I'm just like, hey, a gig, paying a paycheck, let's go. So I get out on the road. Dude's unbelievable, um, by the way. Um, everybody's great. Band is great. Management's great. So so we had, towards the end of our tour, a, a gig at the Jimmy Kimmel show, Jimmy Kimmel Live. So... Um, we go in, we park in the back. That's ABC Studios, right? ABC? Is that an ABC? Yeah, I'm not know. sure. We all know Jimmy Kimmel, so right. go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was excited because I thought the Roots were going to be there, and that's Jimmy Fallon, yeah. right? So I'm <laughs> like, oh man, the Roots are going to be here. <laughs> and I get there, and I'm like, ah, shit, that's Jimmy wrong Fallon. Show, wrong yeah, show. wrong show. Anyways, um, so we do the gig. It's great, super hospitable. Um, you know, to watch that whole thing happen and how that whole show gets done and produced and everything is is an experience man considering you know where i come from and how i ended up there but mm. the funny thing is at the end of the at the end of the show it's like they they start taping at like five o'clock in the afternoon you know they do all that and then that gives them time to edit and redo anything if you have it ready by 11 30 right night. have it yeah. ready for for nighttime but uh so i walked out the front of the studio and uh it was still daylight obviously in, in LA and right there, right out the front step is Tim mm -hmm. Allen star directly out front of Jimmy Kimmel studios. And I, and I don't know if Kimmel was doing that back in 07, but at the time I, I didn't even pay so. attention to the sign on the building above my head to where I was puking. You know what I mean? I just but puking on the street it, in front yeah. of a building. I just thought I'm just throwing up in Tim Allen star, not realizing that, you know, 12 years later, right? 12, 11, 10, you know, over, over a decade later, you're going to return from the scene to the scene of the crime and like that those one of those moments like everyone's like oh well you know it's kind of a coincidence I'm like no I think that means something that just shows you like you know you've come full circle and then you put you it lets you put yourself in perspective and then you're like holy shit think about what's happened in my life right from that moment throwing up on Tim Allen Star right to now I'm actually in the building working with this big pop artist on the Jimmy Kimmel show right in the same ex my footsteps in the same exact, exact spot, spot you know Never, like, never would have thought that's that. crazy. You know, I love, so, I love moments like that, but that's like, that's your, like, if that tells you that if, you know, whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever, everything, 
if that doesn't tell you like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? I don't right. know what I don't know what another sign is. So, but dude, thanks for coming on, dude. I'm I know I'm gonna end up having you back on as these yeah, stories we get need rolled to talk out. Talk about uh, our travel from Salt Lake City. No, that you know, was that's, that's definitely I, I thought about that. I've been writing down all these different ideas for podcasts, and one of them is gonna be that drive from Salt Lake City to San Francisco on that same tour. Right. That same tour, the drives were almost as epic as uh, as the stories of the shows. Right. Because there was the tornado and and. In Dallas, Dallas, you know, we had some pretty. Good, we had the trailer. the The trailer was broken. We had to drive like three hundred miles yeah, on a broken. I was driving, axle. and yeah. I had no idea it was yeah. broken. Broken. <laughs> yeah, we had some crazy shit, but. I'll definitely have you back because I can't have Chucky from that because Chucky took like a, a volume and like passed out during that whole drive. But oh, we'll right. get back to that. But thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening, everybody. Give it up for Brian Badger, everybody. You. Yeah! Album pick of the week. Album pick of the week. Typo Negative's Bloody Kisses. This album changed the game. This took a little tiny band from Brooklyn who was working day jobs to Roadrunners. Roadrunner record label's first million-selling record was Bloody Kisses. Bloody Kisses changed the game in the whole uh, heavy metal, doom, goth metal that was the benchmark of a record. That was the record that I was introduced to when I saw Typo Negative open for Pantera back in the early 90s at the Utica Odd, and to this day, one of my favorite records. So check out Typo Negative's Bloody Kisses. Check it out. Download it. Stream it. Let me know what you think at JustJoe at JustJoe.com. This week's weekly discussion is going to happen every week. I'm going to pose a question to you. You're going to be able to respond by either sending me an email, justjoe at justjoe.com, or in the comment section below this podcast on any platform that you're listening to. This week's question, what was the first album you bought with your own money? Let me hear it. Let me hear the comments again. Justjoe at justjoe.com. What was the first album you ever bought with your own money?